It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to America Outlaw Talk Radio Network. I'm Ed Hugland, your host for today, and for the next hour on the National Security Hour. We have a real exciting guest again today as we speak with Dr. Li Minyan about China's cognitive war against America as related to three specific documents and discuss how the character of wars changed from the perspective of China while the U.S. perspective remains stuck in the industrial age by information age construct. We'll discuss the perspective of strategic deception and covert action written by then Colonel Gao Xinyu, who is now a general. We'll discuss the book that was written by two authors in the People's Liberation Army on unrestricted warfare. And we'll relate them to a paper I wrote back in 2019 called The Future of Military Intelligence, Cognitive Warfare, 2035 to 2050. I'd like to remind all our listeners that this is an episode that is part of a series of critical ongoing discussions between Dr. Yen and myself on cognitive war. You'll get critical insights and deeper understanding of the importance of cognitive war plays in our today's world, our national security, as we discuss this with her, not only on the national security hour, but also on her program, which plays on Saturday and Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern, the voice of Dr. Yen. The problem we face in the United States is we meet, we remain near totally reactive. We also are focused almost solely on kinetic solutions, and we fail to define the problem, yet we see technology as a salvation without realizing the real war. The ongoing war is the cognitive war. It is the existential threat to our freedom, in our republic, in our democracy. What has changed over the past few centuries is the democratization of technology to advance the flow or constriction of information. China has advanced its ability to wage war in the cognitive domain and in the information environment, as they have a well-thought-out plan, a multifaceted, truly strategic strategy. In comparison, the U.S. national security apparatus sits, waits, and reacts. In my opinion, a totally losing posture. As we discussed before, The Art of War by Sun Tzu was written over 2,500 years ago but I contend the fundamentals of the war have not substantially changed. War has always been, will be, focused on the will, the spirit, and the conquest of the most critical territory, the human mind, the cognitive domain. To address this topic with me today again, let me introduce my guest, Dr. Li Minyan. She is a medical doctor, PhD virologist, and independent coronavirus expert, who was educated at two of the top medical schools in China where she received her postdoctorate fellow. She's conducted extensive professional research into this area and has the distinction of being the only Chinese insider in the West with firsthand knowledge about the true nature of the virus as well as CCP's, the Chinese Communist Party's deceptive methods used to disguise their international bioweapons research. She brings a unique insider perspective from inside China on cognitive work 
She's determined through her investigation, her radio program, the voice of Dr. Yan, and other media to help spread the awareness of what's happening in China related to not only the COVID, the Wuhan virus leak, the lab leak, but other aspects of China and the dangers their tyranny brings. Recognizing this great danger posed by the virus and CCP, she fled to the United States. And that takes a lot of guts. I tell you, that takes a lot of guts. And, and she on, under constant watch as these folks would like to take her out, no doubt. So let's turn to Dr. Yan for her perspective, starting with what are your thoughts on the focus of the mil on military deception in General Gao's paper? Uh, Dr. Yan? Hi, Edward. Thank you for having me again. Uh, yes, I think it's a very good topic. Since, uh, as I share with you, that uh, we have read the uh, uh, Chinese uh, People's Liberation Army General Gao Jinghu's paper talking about the cognitive warfare and especially the strategic deception and also the covert actions. I think there are something very interesting uh, we can share with our audience in America. Uh, first, in the paper you mentioned, uh, I shared with you, uh, Gao published it on early 2020. In this paper, he mentioned that to how to use this uh, strategic st uh, deception and the convert uh, action, combine it to uh, shape the national security. And this was published on uh, CCP's in kind of internal document, which is Journal of Public Security Science. And it is not the only paper I have read from this topic uh, in CCP's document. Basically, the whole government paid quite a lot of attention on this topic because they believe how to uh, manipulate uh, the people and especially the enemies, uh, which specific means Americans, is very important for CCP's long-term strategy. And in this paper, Gao has summarized that uh, strategic deception, convert actions, all this uh, kind of uh, studied for a while by uh, Western, especially American experts in the military study. But he is the expert in PLA, uh, among very few experts who really focus into this field. And he also uh, explained the whole topic combined with the Chinese culture, uh, which is uh, among that is a very famous one, is back to even 2000 years ago, the Chinese uh, war master Sun Tzu has written the art of war and also talking about the deception. And Gao's opinion is People's Liberation Army should treat the strategic deception uh, very well because this is a kind of uh, dominant uh, prim primary way, primary factor in the uh, in the war against others to hold the proactive uh, position. And yes, here's the emphasize the proactive position. As you also mentioned in your paper, Edward, People's Liberation Army believe as long as they can get the proactive position in the countermeasure, uh, in the intelligence field. So that's why it can help them to get a decisive uh, uh, success 
in the wall. So yeah. they, they will. Yeah. Let, so let me interrupt you, interrupt you for a second there. So that's a that's a great point I wanted to highlight because in the preface of his paper, he specifically says intelligence is not only information, but strategy and action. Now, this is different than our American intelligence community, which is stuck on an indications and warning platform. In China, the cultural difference, as you pointed out, as they look at intelligence, as he says, not only is information, but strategy and action. He says deception, strategic deception, is a kind of intelligence strategy. It is about intelligence planning and strategy and strategic deception. There is no perfection without intelligence deception, and there is no possibility of seeing through the deception. Okay, so his point and I, th I take it a couple points here for the U.S. intelligence community and our national security apparatus to pay attention to, it, is that intelligence is part of their strategy. Planning and a strategy are part of their efforts. It's not react, as Dr. Yen is saying. It is proactive preparation of the battlefield. This case here, uh, Colonel Gao, now General, speaks to the art of deception and covert action related to the military. But the same principles apply in this type of warfare, cognitive warfare, against a multifaceted number of areas, economics, political, the military. So back back to you, Dr. Yen. Oh, yes. Thank you for providing more uh, points for the audience. Uh, because in this article, he has systematically described how to use deception in different steps or in different aspects in the war. And he not only cites the 2000 years ago quote from Chinese master, he also cites a, a word from Chairman Mao. And also he cites a lot of things from uh, also the uh, this kind of studies in uh, Western world, especially America. So it shows that they really, I mean, People's Liberation Army and the CCP, these experts, when they develop this method, they really uh, read a lot and they know that what happened worldwide now. So they, they didn't just stay there thinking about the uh, strategy by themselves. That's what we mean uh, to understand your enemy very well. Because uh, there is culture difference, as you have talked to me before our uh, conversation today, is that Gauss, it's very difficult to find the Gauss publication online. Yes, because China, first, uh, these articles are written in Chinese. Very rare of this document will be translated into the English-speaking world. And also, CCP intentionally put this uh document into the internal database. So it requires a specific account and the password to uh, get these articles. So that may, uh, that tells, that, uh, tells us it's difficult for Western world to understand how much CCP studied in this topic. That creates an imbalance plus the culture difference and the language barrier. So also in the paper, we see God said, yeah, we need to study more and to develop more in the strategic deception. But turns out, based on my uh, st 
study, I say they probably have developed it very well. And also based on the Chinese culture and the communist culture, they have uh, developed it quite well compared to what happened in the Western world. But in this case, I'm worried that the lack of knowledge of your opponent in China will be a weakness for Americans and other Western world to understand CCP's intention, motives, and also their strategy. And actually, this kind of imbalance and lack, lack of knowledge is also what CCP want in the cognitive uh, interference. No, exactly. And so a couple, couple points I want to highlight there that, uh, that you've raised that I think are critically important. Let me start off by saying, first of all, okay, so this paper was written in, in 2020, but the unrestricted warfare uh, document that we talk about next was written back in 2000. What the American mass security apparatus in Americans need to take into account is these are not concepts. These are not just concepts and thoughts. China has put these things into actual practice over the last three to four decades, right? So having been part of the U.S. intelligence community and Department of Defense, right, the furthest we've gotten that I've seen are concepts, concepts, not actual doctrine. And that makes a whole difference because if you're practicing these concepts, you're learning and learning better how to manipulate, influence, and drive the cognitive warfare. We have certain efforts within the U.S. government we've undertaken, which have some aspects of military psychological operations, military information support to operations, MISO, and information operations, some cyber and such related. But they pale, they pale in comparison, in my opinion, to what China is doing here. And in his paper, the good colonel wrote at the time, psychological warfare is to destroy the opponent's psychological defense. And deception is to destroy the opponent's psychological defense. To change the party's cognition, to change the party's cognition, he says, the two are both related and different. From cognition section, from a scientific perspective, both strategic deception and psychological warfare are the core of information warfare. He then goes on to say psychological warfare is the dissemination of selected messages and symptoms to foreign audiences' climate in order to affect their emotions, motivations, and ability to reason objectively and ultimately external. So when I read this and I take a look at what's been happening with China, Belt and Road Initiative, the economic, the research, the universities, etc. They've implemented these concepts full on in force, and they have an extensive deception campaign that's been underway for a long time now. But to your point, Dr. Yen, culturally, America has not woken up, and I think we're completely inept in understanding the effects of what has actually happened before our eyes. Back to you, Dr. Yen. We have about a minute before break. Yeah, I, I, I just want to point one thing before the short break. They that 
when Chinese Communist Party talking about some military action or in the war, in the cognitive warfare, they, they don't just mean in the hard war. Actually, they already treat every moment in our life as a war because this is a war about the ideology, about the whole regimes uh, that competing with the called Western power. America is their primary enemy all the times. So when they describe this kind of strategies, they have already applied in every aspect in our daily life, but just America is kind of ignore that. They thought, oh, we are so friendly with China. So a lot of things happened in the past decades. And now we need to really uh, take it seriously. No, I think you're absolutely right. It's an ongoing war. It's been an ongoing cognitive war for the last decade plus with China. But America uh, sits fat, dumb and happy thinking the exact opposite. Even despite what we've talked about numerous times, the million deaths from COVID, the 100,000 Americans who die each year due to fentanyl being pushed by China. And as we've talked again about the illegal immigrations from China, and they're sending young, well-educated, strong young men, more what I think are special ops guys, into the United States for this area here. So this is an ongoing war, and Americans need to wake up and understand this. And, and I've also written about this as I think believe our president is a Manchurian president. He's fully compromised. I've been talking about this for four years now. But before, as we go on to break here, we'll be back in a second with Dr. Yen. But you can listen to our shows on the NASA Security Hour. They're played weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the American Outlaw Talk Radio Network. It's heard on iHeartRadio Network, a world-class media player, and also in applications like Apple, Android, or Alexa. All of these links can be found on our homepage at americaoutloud.com. That's americaoutloud.com. We'll be right back. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Welcome back to the NASA Security Hour. This is Ed Hugland, your host for today. I'm on with Dr. Yin as we talk about cognitive warfare, China's cognitive warfare against America, strategic deception to unrestricted warfare. So as we left the last segment, we were talking about Colonel Alice paper and the fact that this is actually an ongoing war. It's not a hot war, as Dr. Yen had mentioned, but it's an ongoing war that's active today that Americans few realize is actually occurring. The colonel wrote at the time, the means of the strategic deception is to hide the truth and show the false through strategic deception. 
the essence of the strategic deception is cognitive intervention. From the perspective of cognitive intervention, strategic deception reveals falsehood by concealing the truth, stimulate and interfere with the enemy's cognition. And as Dr. Yen and I were talking before the break, this is exactly what China is doing. But again, there's little realization here in the West because their expertise post-Cold War War in this area of strategic communications and influence operations has waned significantly. Dr. Yen, back to you for, for more commentary. Oh, yeah, Edward. As we talked about that, uh, just now, China has already uh, applied this kind of cognitive intervention in people's life and, of course, towards our uh, enemies, Americans, uh, for decades. And they have already developed a mature system uh, based on the culture difference and also communism uh, series, and also, more importantly, based on their practice in the past decade. Although it seems there was no war be- between China and America for uh, uh, for the past uh, like the 70 years, but in fact, uh, uh, for the CCP's perspective, they are always in the invisible ongoing war against America because this is about the ideology, about the cognition. And uh, as I, when I read this article and other articles written by the CCP or PLA's expert, something makes me very shocked. And we will talk about it in the unrestricted warfare later on. That is, no matter when they, read this, they wrote these articles, uh, it's like this article back to three years ago, and the unrestricted warfare was written back to 1990s. But what they talk about has already been put into any aspect in our life. It has already become true when we look it back. So that means they never stop to push the cognitive interference in, um, in our lives. And also we were already involved inside. And you can name a lot of things that related to their uh, in strategic uh, deception topics. Uh, including the pandemic, origin of COVID-19, and uh, including that how China tried to uh, change the America and the world that they didn't uh, help uh, Putin and Xi Jinping as a peace, as a uh, person of peace, and also uh, Ukraine should listen to Xi Jinping to find a way to get the peace, uh, peace between Russia, and also they are cheating you about the. Uh, like the, all the other things, including fentanyl, they never admit they have done this uh, against Americans, and they never admit their cyber armies, and they never admit their financial unrestricted warfare against the uh, world order based on U.S. dollar. However, this is all called strategic deception. Cheat your enemy and also intervene your enemy's cognition. They understand Americans' public opinions because they've studied for decades to understand what kind of response American public will have based on certain uh, social topic or political topic. And also they have other type of the specific studies focusing on 
different professional populations. Like, what your legislators will do in this situation? Like in the COVID, what your public health expert and also uh the virologist will do in this situation, and also how to uh, re- react with your media and how to manipulate your journalists reports, editors' opinions, and they can use some, they can write something which is uh, consistent with CCP's propaganda. So this all happened in our lives, and China has spent so many years, little by little, infiltrate America understand you and then finally in the psychological level they know how to manipulate their enemies their opponent that is so called as they described in gauss paper as the way to seize the dominance of the information it not just means they use the information to analyze they want to control the information and they believe that is something uh, in other articles they have mentioned it as to control people's brains. And they believe that is a predominant way in the cognitive interference in the strategic deceptions. No, not exactly right. And so the key key aspect I'd like to cover there is in, in the American intelligence community and stuff like that, uh, and national security apparatus, and for Americans in general, and hopefully members of Congress are listening to this well, China uses various ways in their strategy. So a good strategy ties the ways and means to achieve a desired end. Okay, the ways, as Dr. Yen pointed out, are ideology, religion, and other issues, you know, economic, social, political, and other issues, right? The means are education, political, military, industrial, other aspects. But the point here she's making is the intent is to drive miscognition, the self-deception of Americans into believing what the Chinese want to influence us to believe. And they're being very successful here, right? Because a lot of Americans still do not realize the extent of the threat we're facing in this ongoing war. It's not a hot war, it's a cognitive war, but it's a greater existential threat to America and our republic in a hot war at this point in time. Self-deception is a self-soothing illusion, the colonel wrote. This is the point of what they're trying to do here. And we take a look at the multifaceted strategy. Well, how do you get to a point where you can influence Americans this way? Well, it takes a lot of prior work and planning. And what, what's that entail? Well, take a look at TikTok, take a look at WeChat, take a look at the DNA databases that China's involved in, all right? Take a look at the fact that they send 360,000 to 370,000 students here a year. Every single aspect there is a data point in mapping the information environment. Now, why is that critical? Because when you map the information environment, you start to map the nodes and connectivity between people, topics, issues. You start to develop patterns of life and understanding the patterns of behavior of people, what makes them tick, what makes them click, what makes them hot, what makes them sad. But once you understand this from a cultural perspective in America, as Dr. Yen's pointed out, you know, we get a couple thousand students in China each year. They have 370,000 students here in the United States. 
once you start to understand that social cultural difference aspects, then you can fine tune your deception campaigns to fit the preconceived biases that are already out there. That's why planning for this stuff just doesn't come on the cuff. You can't move from a concept to doctrine to actual implementation. And the role for this type of activity is surely not in the Department of Defense primarily. It has to be from other departments in the United States and the executive branch and in the national security apparatus. But it has to encompass a whole of society, a whole of government effort. That's exactly what China is doing. And so we're way behind the power scheme here. And so, Dr. Yan, before we turn to unrestricted warfare and talk about that in some level, any other comments on uh, General uh, General Gao's paper on this perspective of strategic deception and covert action? Uh, yes. Actually, when we talk about strategic deception, uh, Gao also have other papers. Maybe we can uh, explain it better next time. That at least another paper published several months before, before this one in 2019, he had talked about folks on the self-deception and they talk about how to use psychological method to change people, interfere people's combination from the beginning. That means let people believe Oh, this is the idea I want to have. I solely, soberly made this decision based on my experience and my knowledge. So I will insist on this. However, the person will be totally manipulated by the false information and also the environment CCP created for him. And this is already being widely applied in America. And of course, back to China, CCP already well done the practice to chase Chinese people. But they also applied it in the United States now, especially when you say how these experts tell you that we should not blame China for the COVID-19 because that is come out from the poor animal in the seafood market. And we should uh, uh, even admire CCP's uh, effort in anti-COVID. We should learn from them. And also, as we discussed in my episode recently, that in the South border, we have seen increasing military age Chinese illegal immigrants. And among them, thousands of them claim they were uh, kind of anti-CCP people and they come to US because they want to embrace your uh, freedom. Turns out, uh, turns out that there are at least thousands of these immigrants. They are trained people's liberation army agents to come to create a subpage in the United States. And those kind of beautiful stories are the cover as part of strategic deception because CCP knows Americans love the humanity and they want to help people uh, escape from the tyrannist country. Since you already know Xi Jinping is a tyrannist, it will be easy for you to accept these stories and you will welcome these military-aged Chinese illegal immigrants into your society. You won't blame them. So these are all the different examples that we can see. You have shaped your own uh, opinions based on the false information 
purposely provided by CCP to you. And so it's very important for Americans to understand how to identify this false information. And also, it's very hard for especially professional IC uh, people and also legislators, politicians, to find a way to countermeasure this kind of uh, deception against the Americans. No, you're exactly right. And so uh, there's a couple of key points there. That So there's a cognitive order ongoing with China. But as I've talked about in this program before, there's also a domestic cognitive war going on internal to our own nation. So let's take what we're talking about here and turn it a little bit inward. When we take a look at the indoctrinization that's happening in our schools, grade schools, high schools and stuff on transgenderism, CRT, the 1619 Project, there is little difference in the intent from what China's doing. China's doing this in a quest for absolute power. And I believe they have some complicit, compliant, and corrupt individuals here in the United States that are also working with them to do this. Now, I think, like I said before, I think we have a Manchurian president. But are all those folks on China's side? No, but there's also, you have to forget, you have not to forget that in cognitive warfare, fundamentally, it's a war between good and evil. So you don't have to have a worry just about China or Russia. You have to worry about what's happening in our own nation here, because you have people in our nation here who are on a quest for absolute power, who are using the same tactic, techniques, and procedures that China is, but internally to the United States to fundamentally upset our constitutional government and remove our freedoms and rights. And so when you take a look at the mainstream media in this case, as Dr. Yen pointed out, they're obviously useful idiots for China, lemmings of the left for China, because they parrot. They parrot, not only parrot what she says most cases, but in our administration, you get members of the executive branch, like the Secretary of Energy, applauding China's efforts on climate change and such, which is just amazing, given our own intelligence community says they and India are the worst polluters. And so it's just mind-boggling of where we're going here. <clears throat> so let's take our discussion here on this aspect, which is strategic deception and covert influence, and which the paper that was written by uh, Colonel Gao Jinyu, now as a general, was focused on the military use of this mostly. We've talked about this, and now it's being applied in, in the citizens, and I mean, the in the, uh, uh, yeah, in the social citizens and other aspects, non-military aspects of society. But the other paper that was written that's very important to understand and talk about, actually a book, is Unrestricted Warfare, written, as Dr. Yen had said, back in 1999. And when I wrote my paper in 2019, I highlighted two aspects. One is, is that we remain solely focused on kinetics when the actual war is cognitive, and uh, one, another one of four key points was that we seem fixated on technology, but technology is not the problem. It's defining the problem. China's figured out both of those very well and are implementing, as Dr. Yinnan are talking in today here, a very adept strategy with multiple facets in this ongoing cognitive war. And in this, in this book, The Unrestricted Warfare, it says 
War in the age of technological integration and globalization has eliminated the right of weapons to label war and with regard to new starting point has realigned the relationship of weapons to war. While the appearance of weapons of new concepts are, and particularly new concept weapons has gradually blurred the face of war. And what they're getting out here is the use of information technology and that kinetics isn't this real most effective weapon. It never has been throughout all mankind. It's the cognitive aspects. And so let me turn back to Dr. Yen and let's get her perspective on unrestricted warfare. And just we're just talking about the first chapter here in the preface here and information versus kinetics. Dr. Yen. Hey, Edward. Yes, this book is very important. Although it was written in 1999, but it's still not out of uh, date at this moment because it has already summarized what in CCP's uh, ideology, based on CCP's ideology, that how to treat the weapons and how to uh, have this uh, uh, future development of the advanced uh, or novel weapons. And also now has uh, there have been 24 years already. We have seen that it's very shortly, uh, we have already seen it come into reality in our life. For example, when you mentioned the new concept weapons, they, read, uh, they wrote in the um, first chapter, they have mentioned, I want to quote, uh, the new concept weapon includes the kinetic weapon and also the oriented uh, weapon and also the uh, the earth uh, physics weapon, the weather weapon, the solar uh, energy weapon, and also the genetic weapons and so on. So we have seen China already uh, applied many of these into reality now, especially the thing like the genetic weapon. We have seen the COVID-19 has been genetically changed in the lab, and that was not happened only overnight. They have taken over yes. 20 years focusing on this topic and make it into reality and use it to attack America and worldwide, at least over 1 million Americans dead in this pandemic. So China has done everything to focus on the development of everything to be, make it weaponized. This is already emphasized at the beginning of this book. They yes. cite what Engel said, right? As long as any technology advancement can be used for military purpose, or it has already been used for military purpose, it will definitely change the fact, uh, the formation uh, of the war. So CCP has weaponized everything and use it against everyone who doesn't uh, share the same ideology with the communists. And this is the book, Summarize It, and also now we see it is kind of the book predict everything yes. around us now. Yes, and so, so before we go to break here, let me remind our listeners is that uh, our shows, again, play weekday at 7 p.m. Eastern on American Outlaw Talk Radio Network. We have the best in cast class applications available on Apple, Android, and Alexa. And you can go there because they stream 24 by 7. And now you can also hear them on our podcast on the same applications at AmericaOutlaw.com. We'll be right back. It 
was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code out loud at cofixrx.com. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. But Dr. Yen, you make some very important points. And so in cognitive warfare, cognitive warfare and unrestricted warfare, I believe are the same aspect. Because cognitive warfare uses all sorts of different means and methods, as you pointed out biological, chemical, information, kinetics, or other things. It's a multifaceted. And in this book, Unrestricted Warfare, they talk about that. And so one of the reasons they wrote this book is, is that, that I believe, as I read through just the, the first preface in the first chapter, they talk about in the aftermath of Desert Storm, they write that Uncle Sam has not been able to achieve a commendable victory. Now, I've had this debate with my fellow military friends, because I'm a veteran, and my intelligence community friends as well. I would contest that we haven't won a war since the end of World War II. And why is that? Even in Desert Storm, yes, we may have won a, the kinetic, the kinetic portion of the war, but we didn't close the non-kinetic portion of the war. And therefore, we were defeated. So every war since World War II, less the Korean War, where there's a truce, we've lost. Why? Because every war, and China gets this, is focused or should focus on the cognitive aspect. If you haven't won the hearts and minds, if you haven't changed the outcome of the influence of those who are you competing or your adversaries are, okay, which we did not in Iraq. We did not in Afghanistan. We did not in Vietnam, okay? Then it doesn't matter what you do with the kinetic aspects. The same ideological, religious fanaticism or issue-related extremism that was there before continues to per permeate in advance. And that's the cognitive aspect. And it destroys the human will. It destroys the intent of people and the belief in their systems. And this is why 
the left in America and folks like Xi in China understand Americans are too impatient. We focus on the here and now. And because we focus on the here and now, we want this instant gratification. China uses this culturally to their strategic advantage in this cognitive warfare and in this unrestricted warfare. And say, when people begin to lean towards and rejoice in the reduced use of military force to resolve conflicts, the authors write, war will be reborn in another form and in another area, becoming an instrument of enormous powers, enormous powers in the hands of all those who harbor intentions of controlling or other countries or regions. And this is exactly what China is doing. They're driving us into a level of complacency and compliance in this cognitive war aspect here, and it's very, very effective. And so back to you, Dr. Yen, for your thoughts on, on this. Oh, yeah, Edward, you say when we talk about CCP's uh, unrestricted warfare and when they talk about the new concept of the weapon, what it described in this book is, I just want to quote here, uh, they said, when the new concept weapon come out, it will in, uh, improve the future war into the level not only ordinary people, but even military cannot image. And the next thing is the new concept weapon will make the ordinary people and also military feel shocked about oh, the things we are used to in our daily life already can be weaponized against us. So that shows CCP never have any boundary for their unrestricted warfare and the new weapons. Basically, they means everything in our life can be used to hurt and even kill people because just as long as it can serve for CCP's political purpose and ideology, it can be a good weapon. So that's why, based on this kind of concept, we have seen that they have using all the things in hand to against the people, against their own people, against the Americans, and also they, they can control the world as they describe. They believe that to control people is the best way to uh, beat the, to win the war. And so the unrestricted warfare, briefly, I usually explain to people it as just break down every restriction. You think you have principle? No, CCP doesn't have. You think you need to respect humanity? No, CCP doesn't. And you think there are something you should not do because this is, um, maybe this is a new technology you still don't quite understand. You don't believe you can control it well. No, CCP doesn't care. Even they don't understand the high transmissibility of COVID-19 virus, they still can spread it. And once it gets out of control in Wuhan, okay, good chance and use it to spread it intentionally around the world. See, we get trophy. That's how CCP thinks. So basically, uh, if you try to use your own concept as uh, also restrictions, rule of laws to fight against China. And especially when you are in a reactive posture instead of proactive posture, CCP already created a super 
imbalance between you and them, and they have already got the adv- uh, advantage in cognitive level and also the weapon level against you. No, a- absolutely right. And so this this really sort of tends to scare the hell out of me because you're absolutely right. China has no morals to use anything and everything in this warfare because the quest for absolute power is just that. And like the left progressive Americans today, you American citizens and others in free society are only merely viewed as necessary collateral damage in their quest for that power. If if you don't believe Dr. Yen and I, just look at history. There have been hundreds of millions of people murdered, raped, imprisoned, tortured, okay, exiled, abused, and enslaved. Hundreds of millions over the last century in the quest for this absolute power by countries who use different ideologies like Iran, Russia at the time, Soviet Union, and communist China, use religion or use various issues to drive this level of subjugation. But Dr. Yim makes an extremely important point. There is no boundary in this unrestricted warfare of what China will use to undertake this war against America. A million Americans are now dead based on the China flu. Multi-millions of Chinese citizens are dead. And hundreds of thousands and millions of Chinese citizens are dead as well from Xi's dramatic COVID lockdowns, where they would lock people in their apartments, nail the doors shut, and let them starve to death. And so, as Dr. Yen pointed out, once the virus was unleashed, and they tried to do it in an experiment uh, in a in a purposeful manner, in my opinion, but they weren't able to control it. But once it was, they realized it was uncontrolled. They said, "Well, let's use this to our advantage." As our left wing progressives tend to like to say, "Don't let a good crisis go to waste." So they didn't. They spread it worldwide. They spread it worldwide, and then, as Dr. Yen points out, they started their strategic deception campaign instantaneously. Even though John Ratcliffe, our DNI at the time, said it likely came from a Wuhan lab and our intelligence community members did the same at that time, the mainstream media, the complied, complicit fifth column in America, bought into the strategic deception and it started labeling people as racist for calling it the China flu. And so their effectiveness in campaigning strategic messages to influence our thoughts has been extensive. And their biological weapons have shown that as well. Let me let me remind our, our listeners as well. Back during the COVID aspects, we had some postal seeds, agricultural postal seeds, which were sent over from China. As an intelligence expert, here's my analysis of that. The seeds weren't meant to disrupt our agricultural industry. The seeds were sent by the U.S. postal system. Now, why is that? Well, if you have, as Dr. Yen pointed out, biological weapon capabilities, and you could send anybody anything in the U.S. postal system, how are you going to stop that? And if you have TikTok, WeChat, DNA data, the OPM data the Chinese have stolen, we know that we now know where all your leadership lives, Congress, military. We know their families. We can figure out their addresses through IP phone addresses and open source information. 
And so now I have a means to send through the U.S. mail system strategically or in mass biological or other weaponry to then completely decimate U.S. civil society and leadership in a very short period of time. And so unless you think this is just conspiracy theory and wacko thinking, just remember there were only 12 hijackers who took three planes and drove them into different parts of the United States that caused us 20 years of mass mayhem and trillions of dollars. Just think it only took one Russian hacker to shut down the colonial pipeline on the whole East Coast and send their military and everyone else spinning for a month. Imagine what happens if they started to target us in other fashions. And now, as Dr. Yen and I have talked about on this program and others, now talk about the thousands of illegal Chinese young males who are in this country using this strategic deception to say they're fleeing tyranny, who are now residing, waiting for the right moment to then cause issues in the United States. America, we must wake up. So, Dr. Yen, back to you on the unrestricted warfare and thoughts. Uh, you see, Edward, you mentioned that people may think, oh, we are talking about conspiracy. There are conspiracies in the world, but what we are talking is based on document in the past decades, based on logics, based on the understanding of that whole regime, the whole culture, and also based on their practice and what have been verified in our lives. So this is not conspiracy. This is just beyond ordinary people's imagination. And that's what CCP want to create because they know everyone have their own limitation for the cognition. And you know that, oh, we should not kill people. Oh, we should not, uh, we should not cheat people. We should love people. And the governments should work well together not instead of killing the, uh, each other's people. And also, how could a government kill their own citizens? What the motives? These are all the questions I have faced when the, at the beginning of the COVID-19, especially when I talk to people, I told them CCP is treating you and they even let the virus kill our own Chinese citizen purposely and they just don't want uh, let you know they don't want to control it for their political purpose. People can't believe it. It's because of your own understanding. And that's why CCP knows as long as they can control your combination, they can narrow down your uh, your thinking, then that guarantees the unrestricted warfare in every aspect. Because unrestricted warfare is a combination of different levels of the technology and also the psychologic uh, psychology and also culture in the social structure. So in this case, we have seen that CCP also mentioned the counter weapon in the uh, unrestricted warfare book. They have talked about after the 1948, the whole world started to make the agreement that we should not use nuclear weapon because it kills so many people. This is not humanity. So these people should not kill each other. Uh, they should reduce the death toll. Then CCP's idea is, see, we should change the concept of our novel weapons in the unrestricted warfare. As long as we don't kill many people, it won't trigger the alarm. And as long as we 
talk about peace of humanity, and it will be difficult for others to recognize the deception. And that happened after that in all the CCP's history. And also when it comes to COVID-19, you see China is telling you, oh, we are working with you to anti-COVID and we can provide you uh, the very valuable experience and the support. And this comes from nature and you should not blame any Chinese scientist that is racism. So this all uh, becomes a very good example in CCP's unrestricted warfare. And uh, besides, there are other combination of methods like the mainstream media and the scientists and also uh, the fake dissident come from China telling you, oh, China is not that bad and they won't kill their citizens like that. It should come from the animal. We eat a lot of animals. Altogether, it makes it perfect, more and more perfect to provide you a fake this uh, fake concept, fake uh, understanding of CCP and the pandemic, and then it wastes you over three years, and still now the Congress is arguing for the origin, and they haven't made decision how this virus come out yet. Yes, yes, and Dr. Yan, as we come to a close here in a minute, uh, I wanted to highlight a couple of things off that, is that the art of deception that's being used is very fine-tuned and very well-practiced. And it works very effectively here in the United States. But I don't want our listeners to go away thinking the world's going to end tomorrow. Because, in, no. fact, in fact, we have an opportunity to change things here. But we have to pull our proverbial heads out of our rear ends and get moving here in America. And what I mean by that is unrestricted warfare, cognitive warfare is a two-way street. She, Putin, and other tyrants have enormous weaknesses. But if we remain solely in a reactive posture and only developing concepts and not undertaking a whole government effort to drive cognitive warfare and influence the world to the way we would like to see it, we defer by default to letting our adversaries define our futures for us. That is unacceptable, unacceptable to me. Dr. Yan, I wanna thank you very much for joining me again today. We're gonna to continue these conversations here because it's a critically important for our NASA security and the resilience and security of the Republic. I'm here on the NASA Security Hour to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I will go outside the fog and the daily chaos to give you a strategic perspective on NASA security issues and speak truth to power, the power of we the people, so we together can best ensure the resilience and security of our public. Dr. Yen, thank you again. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. <laughs>